welcome inside the crazy ant farm, man. How are you tonight? I'm doing really good. I just noticed your t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Grogu. Man, I, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't clock that before. I was just, I'm taking it all in. And I, oh, and take I, it all I, in, bro. Take dude, it all exactly. in. Exactly. I love it. He That's won't awesome. credit I'm... himself, but he drew that. That's his drawing. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, man. I do a little oh. sketching, you know. Yeah. Oh, dude, no, that's spectacular. That's Thanks, really man. cool. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And we totally <laughs> and great, are done. And a great yeah. print of it, too. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, if, I, if I had a dollar for everybody who asked me if they could have the shirt, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. If, if Disney would not sue me, I'd, I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, no. This is, I've, I've got, like, a, what I need to do at some point. I don't know if you guys ever saw the show. Like, it was a cartoon many years ago called Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. Which I was a big fan of. And and I always want Bucky O'Hare merch, but it just doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, right. So I just need... I either need to draw it myself or get or 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 have like a high enough resolution image, which is impossible to find on the right, internet because right. of the era of the show. To like, because if I was to f- use an, an image off the internet to get like printed on a hat, it would mm-hmm. be like four pixels. <laughs> some, <laughs> right. Some green ones on Hell there. Hell yeah. Uh, That's hilarious, brother. It's a rad shirt, though. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate for sure. It. For sure. Like I said, credit to where credit's due. Uh, but yeah, we're super uh, excited to have you on the show tonight, man. You've been in a little bit of everything. And I mean, you're spanning across a long period of time, which we're super excited to talk about a few of different projects that you've popped up on, but you're a little bit, you have your feet in a little bit of everything with music, yeah. film, television, all the good stuff. So what we like to do at the very beginning of the interview is introduce you to our listeners, some who may not be familiar with your work. Tell them how you got started in the entertainment industry was something you always wanted to do, or did you just kind of fall into it. And which was first? Was it music or was it film and television? Yeah. So I guess the kind of story of my life, um, <laughs> uh, I guess mu- music would have been first. I, I from very early on, I, I started playing in a band when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we like I, I remember by the time I was about 14, we were sitting around the living room and my my still best friend to this day um, said like, oh, I want to be a musician like for, for a living. And I, I remember I'd never considered that prior to that moment as like oh that's a choice you can make yeah <laughs> um and so and so like i was i was very much i was like oh i want to do that too that sounds amazing that sounds like exactly what i want and so i, I played in that band for years and like I, I always said that like i i probably i was in music a lot earlier but i enjoyed some commercial success as an actor before as a musician because then basically when i um i was going to university uh at ubc and i had uh, I was taking a bunch of quantum mechanics and and math classes stacked into an arts degree. This is just stuff that I, that I was interested in and had like uh, an aptitude for like coming out of high school and did it sure. for a couple of years of university. And I was sitting there in a quantum mechanics class in second year the day before the course drop date. And I was like, uh, like, I think I need to drop all of this stuff because I'm not actually getting I, I think I'm, I'm not getting like a physics degree in the end. I'm going to have a minor, which won't really have any like real firepower to it. But it was it was getting harder to the point where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I'm going to need to spend all my time on my minor mm-hmm. and not on my major, which which was something in arts. Um, and and so I was like, and, and there's a lot of people here who are just geniuses, whereas I felt like I was like I had a, like an aptitude for it, but like was not the strongest student in the class by any means. So I, I remember I walked out of advi- and went and went down to arts advising and I was like, cool, I'm going to drop these. And I added a few not random arts classes, but like ones that were just sort of I chose based on really surface level interest. And one of them was, a, was an acting class. I was like, oh, this could be something fun. Um, and I just loved it. And I, and I went on to, over the course of my couple other years at UBC before I graduated, I took every theater and acting and drama class you could take without actually going into their BFA program. Um, so I ended up with a degree in political science, but I took a lot of theater and I did a number of plays. And then on my last day, 
of classes. I walked out of my last class and as fortune had it, I booked my first job. I had one line on the vampire diaries. Yeah. I got on a, I got on a bus. I left class and I bust down and I said my one line. I was peeing guy number one. It was very illustrious. <laughs> and, and it was this weird life like handoff moment where I went from like, cool, I finished university and now I'm doing this. And probably for the next like five years after that, I just, I did, I auditioned like crazy and like, you know, just chased after that and started to build a resume there. And somewhere in the middle of that, I, I was playing bar shows and playing with bands at the same time. And eventually uh, I had one song that really clicked and took off on the radio um, back in 2013. Um, and that was sort of the start of me having like a commercial music career. And then from there on in, it's just sort of been like trying to duck and weave between the two of them and not totally just ruin my life <laughs> and, try, and try and kind of make it make it gel for yeah. sure man i mean that's really interesting especially you know i feel like you are able to you know shake hands with all the right people when it comes to film and television and music mm -hmm. because it's very much you know like hand in hand coincide together yeah so you are kind of able to make those connections wherever you kind of are if that makes yeah. sense um, to totally and, and I feel like there's a certain in, inherent thing where people like to hear about stuff that's not their day job. Mm, so right. when I'm hanging out with like some of my, I was, uh, I was at a wedding a couple of weeks ago with one of my friends and I was hang, talking to one of my engineer friends and, and I was like, just tell me about a day at, at your job. Because <laughs> I, I find that more interesting than a day on a film set or a day on tour. In, not, not in so far as to like, that's what I want to be doing, but like, it's not something that I do. So I like to hear about it. But I think the same logic kind of applies where in a room full of actors, if I'm talking about my music life, they're more interested in that because it's different. It's just like, oh, you get right. to hear about something that you're not doing every day and, and vice versa there. So I, I think that honestly helps in a, in a weird sense where you, you become the something different in, in the room. Well, and it and certainly helps. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that that's fantastic, too, for for your art, because when you when you when you take in what other people do, right, you listen to their life and you find what's interesting yeah. to them and all this kind of stuff. I mean, songs come from that. Characters totally. come from that on the acting side of it. Stories come from that. So the more you learn about other people, the more you find interesting about other people all plays into the art that you get to do and tell stories yeah. and songs and stuff. So it's a win win all the way around. Totally, because because writing songs about musicians and writing yeah. and, and creating all all acting characters about other actors. Is, Exa you know, exactly, it's, you got to have quite it. the diverse pool you need. <laughs> real life, man, yeah. you need real life. So yeah, you need real. You need some real life. That's right. right. I love that though. And I mean, speaking of real life, what we've really started to bring to the podcast and try to have an open dialogue about is mental health. With you balancing. Mm these two major entertainment staples, I should say, how do you, you know, keep your mental health sane and how do you stay yeah. happy? And both industries kind of full of selection, we like to say, and not rejection. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, re really good question. Um, funny. I was, I was just going to comment on, on the mental health of it. So there's an inherent, the, the one positive side of kind of doing, having my hand in a bunch of pots is like, is, is a lot of the time I think it helps my mental health in that if you're slamming up against a wall in one thing where you like you, you miss a few roles or you don't your song doesn't do well or something like they're there and I've been doing this long enough to know it's not usually just a straight linear shot to the top right it's like a roller coaster along there, there are definitely bumps in the road and I find it's helpful when you have another outlet or multiple other outlets where you can go like cool this doesn't feel good today I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this instead it makes it feel less like I always kind of think of it if you're like climbing a ladder up a building 
if there's any like roadblocks on the ladder and it's the only ladder there, you're kind of hooped. But if you've got like six ladders, uh, uh, you can hop between them. Now, that's exactly. where there's, there's the, it is tricky at times though, because like the two things will be one is just inherently you only have so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. I find I can feel a little worn thin b- between them. And then uh, me and my, a few of my friends who do similar things to me and have their hand on a million pots. We always make the running joke though, that it's like on the particular days where you get like, so not selected or rejected at the same time right. in like four different career areas you're like my life is over yeah it definitely those days really suck <laughs> and sometimes they literally happen where it's like you know, i'll get like a text from my agent being like you didn't get the role and it'll be like a thing over here back like this this mix is bad like we don't like this and you're like okay so i find it's also good to have lots of or try to have outlets outside of all of it of that are just life like I don't know. For me, nature is really big. Like mm-hmm. I live really close to a park and the beach. And like, I, I basically go every single day, even if it's just for 15 minutes mm. to like, particularly there's been points during like the pandemic when I wasn't seeing like people where I would go. Mm-hmm. My friends felt, I, I took a lot of pictures of this. So it became kind of a thing. I, I just hung out at this duck pond all the time. And I very much became like an old man at the duck pond. Where, like, <laughs> the, the ducks would come beneath the bench. I would sit on and they would sleep. Oh because if they, were un- if they were underneath there, other like dogs and stuff wouldn't bug them. Like mm-hmm. people wouldn't come up to this particular bench because I was on it. And I was there every single day at the same bench. And so they would start <laughs> sleeping under the bench. I'm like, yes, these are my disciples. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So I like that kind of stuff. And you know, too, you're very upbeat, very positive, right? You clearly have a, ni- a good outlook on how you address things and how you do things. I try right, to. With the mental health. <laughs> so how do you – because – it, it's not a secret by any means. You know, the music industry and and the entertainment industry on the acting side they have dark sides, right? It's yeah. it's not always it's not always a pleasant business, Very and much so. and, Very much and so. there's temptation there, and there's things that can get, quickly go down the wrong path if chosen. Yeah. How do you, how do you avoid things like that? So strong support system, or talk about a little bit about that because I feel like so many mm-hmm. uh, you're a younger guy, and and just I feel like so many are drawn to that dark side and inevitably get caught up in it how have you been able yeah. to avoid that in both industries dude great i've never been asked that question that's great i really appreciate <laughs> that because i think about this a lot um some of it for me is that like whilst i look like a young guy like i, I didn't have any like music success till i was like 26 and that was like ages ago um it, it just like i think having some life experience before anything took off much for me was mm-hmm. kind of helpful it gives you a bit of a grounding element mm. and like I've, I've always said like particularly on the music side i played a lot of bar gigs to like one instance to actual no one the bar staff left they went on a smoke break there was no one there <laughs> oh wow <laughs> I've, I've done it yeah, uh, it was yeah. actually kind of a fun show we're like i guess we're getting paid to have a band practice um <laughs> But I say that because it, it gives you an appreciation for like, I, I'm, I'm really driven in this. Like mm. the main, I, I'm in this more than anything because I love days on set filming. Mm-hmm. I love my time on stage. I love being in the studio. I don't love a lot of the in-between administration bullshit. I don't think any artist particularly does. Yeah, right. But I love those things so acutely that like I will tolerate a lot of the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and I guess I, for me, the main way I've avoided some of the like darker pitfalls, I think is that I'm like, I've just seen those things ruin people's careers Mm. and, and, and ruin their lives and ruin their friendships. And I'm like, 
I don't know. You, you watch enough people fall into that stuff. It's, it's been enough of a deterrent to be like, I don't know. Like it, it also is like, I don't, I don't know. I, I value like my health in a, in a sense where it's like, like I had heart surgery when I was a kid oh, wow. and, and I will probably need another heart surgery before I check out of this place. Um, I'm aware that like your health is not a given, you right. know, it's something that you have to take care of both mental and, and physical. So like I try and stay on top of those things so that I can get to do more of the stuff that I love. Um, Cause I, I like being alive. <laughs> you know, I, I like my, I, I, there are many days where I'm pissed off about things, but in general, I really like being here and you only get so many years on this earth to do that. So I'm like, right. cool. I would like to try and <laughs> Make, stay in the game as, right, as, as long as possible. Well, we yeah. appreciate you saying that, man, because we actually started this podcast to, you know, give the information to the up and comers trying to break into the entertainment industry, sure. whether that be, you know, in front of the camera, behind the camera, musicianship or anything like that. So we really yeah. appreciate you like telling your story a little bit and your thought process, because I feel like, you know, podcasts are a great resource for them to, you know, think about different things that they normally wouldn't think about before. So yeah. I think about, you know, having our listeners hear other people's stories like yourself, it actually broadens their horizons and lets them, you know, experience different things through someone else. So I think that's totally. very important. So we appreciate you, brother. Well, and, and did hats off to you guys. Like, I'm not kidding. I, I, I don't ever get to talk about this. This stuff doesn't come up in most in interviews or podcasts or anything. Yeah. I appreciate it. Cause I spend a lot of time thinking about it. Like, most of your life as an actor or musician is not on stage or on set. It's the in-between. Exactly. Like, most like part of the game is staying in it. You yeah, know, exactly. like <laughs> part of the biggest trick is like, it's, it is often it, as with all things in life, like there are just roadblocks you hit and bumps and like yep. those things, uh, you spend most of your time combating with that to be able to go and do the other stuff. That's exactly exactly, right. exactly we like to say one of our past guests that came on the show he uh he talks about it like you're a professional auditioner and then when yeah. you get on set that's when oh, you totally. actually like enjoy it and actually absorb the moment oh yeah and, you know take advantage 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah you definitely like yeah you spend so much of your your career is auditioning for stuff like, it's funny like all the parts i've booked in the last couple of years because of covid have been self-tapes they've been just standing about two feet over there exactly. that's my like workspace it's very much like a play day when I get you know, <laughs> you, you, and you get to go and do the thing and you, and you, and the support is different there. Like you're so well supported in those situations when it's like, when you need to be the camera guy and, and, and be, be the editor and, and, and costume yourself and do the best you can. That That's one thing. But when all of a sudden you have all these people working together, it's a really collaborative art. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, for me, I'm very childlike about this in that one of the things I really enjoy is like, an elaborate set, neat costumes, like everyone in character. I live for those moments because between action and cut, man, it is easy to suspend your disbelief sometimes. Oh, sometimes yeah. you're working on something where you're just like, like you're not doing a lot of imagining. You know, it's right. it's all there. It's it's all happening. Like we were shooting this thing a couple of years ago it was for Project Blue Book, and it was um, they created sort of a, a chunk of like Roswell, New Mexico, and it was all in like the 1950s, and it was very decked out in a bunch of um, like war. I think they had a bunch of World War II um, um, vehicles that we were using. Like it was, it was very like it felt legitimate, and they were shooting it on a long enough lens that the camera was actually parked like very far away. Oh, shit. So bet between action and cut, yeah, you really felt like you're just like on the ride. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you're, you're like in the movie, where you're just like you don't even see the camera at points in time, where you're just like, this is cool. This is, uh, <laughs> I'm very fortunate to be here on those days. 
Oh, dude, absolutely love that. And I love that you were saying what you were saying about uh, being on set or being on stage because we have this conversation all the time. I I tell everybody I know, other than the birth of my daughter, I have yet to find anything that is as exciting or more satisfying than being on set. It's like a whole different experience, man. It's so fun. Yeah, and the collaborative effort. Like you said, it really is a collaborative art. There's a reason why everybody calls it a little family from project to project because you really do bond, you know, because you're working on this together and team and to make it's just i love to hear people that enjoy that process as much as we do man i i I never burn out on like like it does not matter how long a shoot day is i am the last person to complain to be there because i'm like like we were doing i was shooting guilty party last year in this this paramount plus series we shot in in calgary and they asked me to stick around at the end like i was done filming and they're like do you mind being like background in this like it's i was a character in the office Mm -hmm. with the with these people and then like if you imagine the show the office for a second like if you have jim and pam up there you need like stanley in the background even if he's got no lines right there's that kind of thing where they're like cool i know we have some background performers but it would be nice if we had one of the like actual cast members just like messing around on a computer and stuff and they're like do you want to stick around for like it'll be another couple hours and i was like oh yeah this is awesome (laughs) i was like i love being an out of focus guy in the deep background because i'm like cool i get to be here i've been doing this for 13 years i'm not tired of it at all where i'm just like i was i was back there i was like on my computer i was on my like fake flip phone i'm like this is neat and like I, I find it crazy when people are like burnt out on it i'm like there's about a billion people in line behind you to just like exactly to want to be right there right now like i, I want to take in every minute of it I love that, though. I love that because it is more about, you know, the passion because we try to convey that as well. It's more about the experience and enjoying the craft rather than the fame and fortune because I feel like a lot of people get into the entertainment industry looking for to have their name up in lights and all of these things. And it's like you have to love it. You have to love the long days. You have to love the people you meet and the experiences you learn. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I I, I find – fame particularly is an interesting thing that i see as far more of um like a commodity Mm. Uh, and the reason i want fame is as a commodity not because i want the thing but because it allows me to trade fame for a day on set like that like the more famous you are the more days you get to go and do the fun thing um if you're the rock he's like a very famous guy if he wanted right. to shoot 365 days a year on movies i'm certain he could oh, you know for what sure. I mean? like, <laughs> he, he, there would be a movie for him for every single day that he would want to be there um to me i i see it more as that in the, in the same way that like i i i see money in the same way as like it's a commodity to exchange for like freedom and safety in life mm. that's Gosh. The, for me, that's the thing with it. Whereas, like, yeah, if those, if fame and fortune are your actual individual pursuits, um, I don't think that's like an inherently evil thing, but it's a different way of looking at those, right? As like the ends rather than the means. Mm, I like that perspective, so. right? Right, like the the idea that fame, not for attention, but fame as a commodity, as an opportunity to to, to oh, gain yeah. more. I, that's the such the right approach that all the young up-and-comers need to understand, right? And I, I feel like if you do that, if you're doing it for those reasons, if you're doing it for more opportunity and for, for you know, the fame comes. The recognition yeah. comes anyway, you know? Because, yeah, the, like totally. you said, it's inevitable. The more jobs you get, the more you're on set, the more you do obviously the bigger the name gets so it, totally. i just yeah i dude I, so well said man so well said thanks man i, I spent a while thinking about that one where it's just like 
because I do feel like it has its own end. It does. Is, it, it's it's kind. It. I don't think it is what you want. Like I think it's deceptive to to people who think they want fame for fame's end. Mm-hmm. To me, fame is like is is the like ordering the dinner. It's not the dinner. It's <laughs> right. Kind of exactly. Thing. It's like exactly. it's the transitionary thing. But that's that's my two. That's my two cents. <gasps> that's right. I love that though. I love that. And I mean, you. We were talking a little bit about the Rock, and I think we mentioned something like superheroes or something earlier. Well, you were in something that kind of started this whole superhero phenomenon. We're t- talking about Smallville. Yeah. And holy yeah. shit. Yeah. We were yeah. like looking back at the photos and stuff. We were like, man, have times changed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually dude. am old enough to remember Smallville, and I watched it religiously, dude. Uh, like, I loved it. But, yeah, the whole entire, like Logan said, the Arrowverse and everything that we know now was built on that. No Smallville. Yeah. None of this exists. So. Oh, I tell you, it was quite a unique thing, like, back in the day when that when that show rolled out and, and that it ran for as long as it did. Right. It was like... It, it's it's so odd to think now and where we have so much uh in terms of like sci-fi fantasy that's like really well built out and big universes and right. comic book universes whereas like yeah you you roll it back 15 years or something like that it's pretty few and far between it's, like I, I was thinking about like if you wanted to watch game of thrones in the 90s you, you were watching like xena warrior princess yes, or something yes. like that's that was what you're doing yes, right like yes <laughs> or like like berlanti right because berlanti's the mastermind behind all the television superhero shows now right he's got like an empire and everything but yeah. even he was a little too early at one point right he had a show on the air called no ordinary family with chickless and and like but it was great right. it was like a, a fantastic four type show Right, 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 canceled right, yeah. after a season and a half yeah but it's like berlanti who's like now ruling it all but it was just it's just a climate change yeah, you know it's, yeah. it is like but i do agree with you it's it's those it's the seeds of like the small bills and stuff like that that probably like set off those things oh, early sure. on where, where you're like cool you need those that's the stuff that all of a sudden is like oh there is like there's this big community out there that wants this you just got to talk to them yeah um and like i'm a like total geek in terms of like everything that i like to consume well, not everything, but a lot of what I like to consume as like a reader and as a viewer is like sci-fi and high fantasy stuff. So oh, for, for me, sure. it's like golden era where there's like a ton of that. For available. sure. Well, I know you're a Lord of the Rings fan because I saw that picture oh, yeah. on your Instagram the other day <laughs> with the freaking moon right over. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, dude, that was it epic. was right there. I was like, it's so high as Sauron. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we would be remiss without mentioning and talking about your Netflix project that you have right now, which sounds very interesting. So why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners all about it? The yeah. Imperfect. <laughs> so it's called the imperfects indeed and and it's definitely it's in that wheelhouse of sci-fi and pulling very much from that sort of like the the lineage of like the comic book kind of like it, it takes it takes the trope of like we have kids in their in their in their like actually i guess they're, they're not really even kids in this they're they're like early 20s like 20 mm-hmm. somethings who due to genetic manipulation of kind of the machinations of, of this one particular scientist, they end up with powers. And, and then it does this neat jump off from there, though, of rather than them taking a noble approach to it and being like, we're going to solve crimes. They're <laughs> like, we're going to hunt this scientist down and get him to fix us because this is unacceptable. <laughs> and 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 like they, it's like <laughs> I kind of love it, it just had a very different tone um than, than you might expect for it where they're like pretty jaded and like pretty upset about it yeah and it, it's like kind of it's kind of fresh to see that and 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 for me getting to be on the show though what i loved is i actually kind of got to be the more almost traditional trope 
Uh, so I play a character named Owen Schultz, who is in the same boat as your like core cast. There's a couple like peripheral characters like myself who like you meet throughout the season mm-hmm. of like, oh, they also were experimented on and now have powers. But my take on it is very much like I'm a superhero now. Like, this is it. <laughs> my, my character is a big comic book fan and is all of a sudden like it, it's like I'd spent my life watching Smallville. And now I'm like, I'm Clark Kent. Yeah, like, literally my, my power is that I'm invulnerable. So like there's a whole bit in, in the episode where I first show up where I'm showing like press clippings uh, of really small towny things being like saves dog from tree, like save, <laughs> like pushes car out of the way of this thing. Like uh, um, and but it's fun because you get to see that rub against the, the core cast mm. um, where they're like, no, we want to go back to how I am or how I was before. And me being like, you could do something with this. And it actually, it, it allows a couple of them like to react differently. One, one in particular, the, the character Juan is all of a sudden like, you, you see the glimmer in his eye being like, oh man, like maybe he's right kind of thing. So yeah, I, yeah. I like that to get to come in and both be a catalyst for that, but also like to be a character that's quite altruistic. And if anything, even a little naive is fun to come in and do inside a bunch of like a more jaded group of people to for come sure. in and be like, da, 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 da. Is, is, is a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds amazing. With that, just different, like, you know, it's kind of in the same realm, like you were just saying, with, like, all the superhero and sci-fi stuff, but it also has the fresh new take, which we love because we actually talk about, we have an industry news segment on the podcast where we talk about all the, like, the weekly news that breaks on Variety, Hollywood Reporter, all the good stuff. Like we said, we're a one-stop shop for the Um, (laughs) up-and-comers. But um, we talk about remakes and the same stories all the time, so it's Mm -hmm. so refreshing refreshing to hear something like that where it's in the same genre but there's also a new spin on it we're all about the new spins and i I was really stoked when i saw it um like seeing it originally from script to like where it actually lands it just has its own it does have a really unique tone to it like it's not the same as but it reminded me of how i felt about like buffy the vampire slayer back in the day where it was like just it was specific it was, and, and, and I like it's not derived from like an existing IP. It's like its own original thing, there which I'm 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 stoked on to because like I know in this era, it's more often for for all network streamers studios to want to make stuff that has an IP because I, I get it. There's like a built in fan base. You're for working sure. With something. But like I'm I'm a big fan of like new stuff being able to rise up and so this is like a canadian production company at, at its core that did this netflix show that all of a sudden is like is doing quite well i love so that I'm, I'm really jealous right? about that. right and i love the aspect so it's sci-fi right it's a it, yeah. it's fantasy it's kind of but the, it also mirrors real life situations like the storyline you were just saying right like i feel like in life shit happens and it's how yeah. you look at it like so a few of those people they're like fuck that this isn't right. i don't want to be yeah, this yeah. i want to go back but if you have a positive outlook, like, hey, guys, yeah, it sucks somebody did this to us, but there's a good side to this. Yeah, Look yeah what we to- can do. totally. And that's real life. Shit shit out of your control happens, yeah. and it's how you deal with it. Do you perceive it as good or bad? That's up to you. And I yeah. love that a show is actually addressing that and, and kind of going, hey, this is how the world is, and this is how we do it. And I love that, man. Totally. And I think they do a good job of not overly preaching it where, like, the, I think their angle, like the, the rest of the core cast – they're, it's very legit. Like they want their lives back. They, exactly. got screwed, they got screwed over. But then it's nice to throw a wrench at that to be like, well, what what could this be? Right. Um, right. I think that stuff's really yeah. Is is it's what makes it relatable because that's the core of like all good sci-fi and fantasy mm-hmm. is that it's not just 
dragons and aliens and whatever it might be there's always a human story at it at its core that like brings it back to like is it like a, a parent child thing is it uh is it a like being an outsider is it like changes in life like there's always something like that um that like makes it relatable to you know and grounds it and relatable good. is key as a both a yeah. musician and an actor just an artist in general right it, the uh, the idea is to be relatable enough to connect to the audience because that connection yeah. is what makes it a hit or you know makes people want to yeah, see yeah. it and stick around and so if you can't connect you're out of there and so that's a, it's a great it's a great point relatable that's the way to go yeah, hundred percent for sure, brother. Well, Thanks, listen, dog. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show and getting a little crazy with us. An open invite anytime you want to come back on the show. If you want to do like a top five segment every week, it's something different. Like we did top five gangster movies, top five Leonardo <laughs> oh, DiCaprio movies. Like just a whole bunch of different stuff pertaining to the entertainment industry. So yeah, man. Anytime you're Hell more yeah. than welcome. Uh, we followed you on social media, so like yeah, we can reach out whenever. Or you can reach out whenever. It'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely, dude. This is. This has been an absolute pleasure. You, you guys run something here that's really fresh, honestly. Oh, so, man, we appreciate that. Thank, thank thanks, for, thanks for doing that. Of course. Not, not everybody does. Uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> well, yeah, we hope so. to have it be an IP one day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll be there for the development. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, listen, man, it's all about social media, so let them know where they can follow yeah, you. Yeah, I certainly shall. Uh, okay, well, I was going to say, I'll, I'll also be, you know, I'll follow you guys and be sharing any, any stuff around. Appreciate it. Yeah, you can find me. On, on basically w whatever social media platform you find yourself on, at West Mac Music. That's W-E-S-M-A-C-K Music. And that is me. Awesome. Fantabulous, man. Well, listen, brother, like I said, anytime you want to, just reach out and we got you. But uh, take care, and we hope you have a great rest of your night, and we'll be reaching out to you soon, brother. Sounds awesome. Have a great night, guys. You Thanks. too, right, man. You too, man. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Man, that, I mean, that, that interview right there was just so refreshing. It really was. Like, just the fun and the passion, and you could just tell, like, he's been doing it, like you said, for 13 years, but he just enjoys every second of it. And I love that aspect of the people that are in the industry for all the right reason. Like, he's, you know, yeah, I've been on set for 13 hours. You want me to stay two more? Sure. <laughs> You're, I don't want to leave. Like, that, we talk about that all the time. It's like, if, if that is what it feels like, if that is what, you are meant to do it, you are meant to be there, and you are doing it for all the right reasons, if that's, how, and he couldn't stop smiling. Exactly. He's like, we've had so many guests lately that just can't stop smiling when they're talking about what they do, yeah. and I love that. Agreed, I love that. man. And I mean, he was talking about 26 and that was like ages ago he still looks like he's like 26 i know what the i'm fuck? like what the fuck yeah i was like uh, when we first had the look we were like was he a wee one on smallville right, exactly. like, how, like i don't know so funny so funny thank you again west mac for coming on the show